The year 2020 has been a year of change. Global changes have included COVID-19 pandemic which has resulted in us all having to change our ways, especially with traveling on a global scale. Cutting down air traffic has bound many to their place when the regulations came. The world is not as small or open anymore as it used to be. On a regional scale, there have been wildfires and other natural catastrophes. In societies, some people have demanded rights that they should have by default, more visibly than in years, and there have been demonstrations and confrontations in many places around the world. Individually, people have also gone through changes. Some have lost or quit their job, some found a new one. Some have faced economic challenges and some have overcome them. Relatives, family members and friends have passed away and babies have been born. Relationships have been broken and new have been formed. We haven't been able to see some people important to us physically, but we've been able to connect to them and many others via technology. Children have had to do learning outside of school context and stay away from their important social groups. Adults have had to learn working from home, some meanwhile helping their children in education. We all have faced changes of some kind this year, big or small. We face changes normally also, but this year it has been more rapid, more serious and more visible, and more in number and ways. My name is Jani Kontkanen and you are listening to Mitäpelataan podcast. This series is called Paragons of Change. It's a series of interviews with people from board gaming sphere whom I've noticed going through changes in recent times. We talk about change and what they have changed in their lives. By default, we do not claim we state facts. We only talk from our own points of view and our opinions. As the discussion might take a negative note at times, we try to finish with a positive by giving you a top 9 list of games. The topic of the list has been chosen by the guest and we will have a battle of the lists after the episode airs in my social media channels. You, dear listener, are encouraged to comment and vote on the lists to see which one of us did better. The award is pride and fame among the small listener base this podcast has. Now, let's invite our paragon for today. And go, Yanni. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this week in Paragons of Change series, we have our seventh guest. And let's welcome Gabby. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Who are you and what do you do in the <laughs> board game sphere of things? Did you get this question from Scott Hill? That says, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, I didn't get it from anywhere. I <laughs> came, up with, came up with it by myself. Who are you and what do you do? That's a good question because nobody's heard of uh, board game snobs. I'm Gabby. We have a podcast, me and Jerry. We're best friends. We record a ridiculous show in which we mostly drink and banter and sometimes mention board games, and that's pretty much it. With the snobby attitude, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, our board game taste, we like to think we have progressed to this uh, particular sphere of uh, snobbiness, which is completely false and untrue. But, you know, once you name your show something, that's just kind of what you have to go with and maintain it even though we've kind of uh, devolved into ridiculousness at this point. But what are you going to do? You know, we are what we are at this point, and 
people either love us or seem to hate us because our our ratings on <laughs> Apple seem to be five stars or one star. There's no in between. As Richard <laughs> says, you know, don't give us ten stars, but don't give us one star. Give us five stars. No, something in the middle. Something in the middle. Yeah. Um, how long have you done the podca- podcast? I actually found out about you from Dan Hughes in Sporadically Pod. And we love Dan Hughes for that. Um, That's enough of him. We don't have to mention <laughs> him. He receives enough praise, him and Cora Quest. Uh, <laughs> that too. We started, I believe, our first recording. Uh, we recorded before, but our first published episode was September 2017. Mm-hmm. And we are on episode, oh, 120-something right now. We first started off pretty sporadic ourselves. We got <laughs> together every couple of weeks or just basically whenever we could record. But uh, now, since I, I don't know when we started it, but for a good while now, we've tried to do at least one podcast a week. Yeah. And every Wednesday, I've noticed that it comes quite on time. Yeah, uh, our my publishing date that I have pretty much set is Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, United States time, whatever that would be to you. I'm not sure. Do you have, like, when I say Central Standard Time, do you understand that, or is that something foreign to you? Um, it means that it's somewhere in USA. Okay. <laughs> in, the, in the Central USA. Somewhere. Got you. Chicago time, that's when we publish, 7 p.m. Yeah, okay. But you also said, like, you don't understand, like, 7 p.m., y'all go on what we call military time. <laughs> you do a 24-hour clock, right? Yeah, of course. I hate the 12-hour clock. Oh, yeah. It's so silly. <laughs> uh-uh. well, like the system in USA, no one understands it. It's not metric system. I don't understand how you can bear with it. <laughs> that's, well, that's America for you. Yeah, we're <laughs> unique to not the world. The- <laughs> yeah, not the only strange thing there, I think. Um, you're not alone in the podcast, right? You have other people in there, like Baba and Enrique. Uh, Enrique is probably our third most had, uh, and Baba our fourth, and then uh, for a few episodes we had Mike. But mm-hmm. due to the virus, etc., that has been strictly limited these days, it seems mm-hmm. like. It's pretty much just me and Jerry uh, Enrique doesn't know how to operate computers and microphones. Uh, Bubba, Bubba does, but Bubba's too busy being a secret agent. We don't know what he does in his off time. He's always busy doing something. And uh, Mike, uh, we did record one episode with Mike, me, Jerry, and Mike on Zoom, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's made it extremely different d- uh, during the pandemic. Yeah. So, talking about pandemic, how are the things there in where you live in the USA? Are they getting better or worse, or are they not changing at all? <laughs> they are getting worse. Um, mm-hmm. The cases continue to, like, every day seems to be a new record of cases. Oh, dear. I. What's interesting is I work at Walmart now, and this mm-hmm. will go, I'm probably going to this later, but uh, Walmart is acting as if it's over because they've we used to, we used to have uh when you would go shopping you would go up one aisle and they had like signs that saying you know one way aisles that way you don't have to crisscross traffic with other mm-hmm. people and 
worry about crossing paths and six feet of distance, that's all gone. They've mm-hmm. done away with all that. They've opened up all the doors. It's just like, come on in and masks. Uh, we might make you wear a mask. We might not. Depends, I guess, on who happens to be at the door at that time. It's just, it's kind of crazy right now. Uh, and I think it would. Uh, it was a great idea to have one way else. I do too. It's, it's, I it, agree. It sounds like a great idea. It, it should be, but apparently, it, well, A, it's hard to uh, enforce because people are dumb and they either <laughs> don't know how to read the signs or they refuse to acknowledge the sign, one of the two. So they never worked in the first place here in Paris, Texas. Uh, what that's to say about either the clientele of the place that they're shopping in, I don't know, but that's america for you it is it is as the old phrase goes it is what it is yeah that's that's true that's a phrase that you use that's a phrase we use to keep from saying anything rude pretty much <laughs> so you're in texas yes sir uh is the meat that good there really is uh, uh barbecue yeah <laughs> Uh, it is. It really is, unfortunately. And what's un- even more unfortunate is, uh, again, going into, I don't know when you're going to start the whole, uh, what I've changed, but I've been on a diet and I've not been eating uh, meat for some I'm, time. I'm sorry. I'm yes, sorry. You're tempting me, Yanni. You're tempting me right now. <laughs> no, but I have to ask you, the first person from Texas that I talked to, that is it really that good that you have this five kilo steaks there and you eat them one at once and everything kilos are only measured in cocaine here in the united states so i'm not sure what that is but uh yeah steaks just, are really good uh just double st- it it becomes pounds about <laughs> so 10 pounds 10 pound steaks a 10 pound steak is what five, that's about five kilos five kilos is 10 pounds okay i'm good with that yeah, or 4.5 kilos is 10 pounds about Okay, sounds good. I can do a ten pound steak. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds really good. I love meat. That's why, especially beef. I it's good, do good too beef. as well. Yes, but apparently, if you watch the you know uh, documentaries and all this stuff, you find out red meat is bad for you. It is not really good for you. So is dairy. Apparently, according to my wife and all the research research she's done, dairy is even worse for you than the meat is, and thus we are on a plant-based diet. However, I can't complain because I've lost upwards of 50 pounds. That's well done. That's great. I actually have a steak. question I love you. my steak well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I actually have written down here a question that you went from carnivore mode into herbivore. How has it been? <laughs> uh, you know, I would love to complain and, you know, be cliche and say it's not the same. And there are certain aspects of, you know, meat eating. I do miss. I love do. I, I, I was a sandwich guy. You put a mm-hmm. slab of meat between bread, put some sort of gravy on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Philadelphia cheese steak, a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a bacon double cheeseburger. I was your guy. Like I would eat that and tell you how delicious it was. But I'm hungry now. <laughs> but I, I love I love the same way bread and meat. It's so good. It really, it really is. 
and and nothing can take away like I'm not big into the fake meats like oh how about a tofu burger I'm not big into that mm-hmm. but I do enjoy my wife has made uh, Gina is her name I always say my mm-hmm. wife and I feel bad it's like I should just say Gina but then when you say <laughs> Gina like nobody who's that oh that's my wife so it's like a circular process yeah so Gina my wife uh, has made many many meals involving no meat uh beans are a big part of my life now black <laughs> beans yeah. uh pinto beans refried beans you name a bean i've probably eaten it here lately lentils <laughs> but uh it's good i really i and i it goes good especially with like a, a tacos burritos mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i love those she makes spaghetti now with still with you know a, a tomato based marinara, mm-hmm. uh, but instead of meat, she uses garbanzo beans, which uh, I'm good mm-hmm. with. I like a garbanzo bean, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, I really it's honestly, as long as she's cooking, I'm good. Like I eat whatever <laughs> she cooks, like it's good. But yeah, you can you can actually make very good vegetarian food. Oh yeah, it's, it's delicious. I, well, and I'm not a picky eater. That's one thing she often says. Is we have some fr- actually Bubba, one of our <laughs> Bubba is pretty much a meat based eater. Like if he's not eating mm-hmm. some sort of meat, he's not eating. But <laughs> I like even burgers. Like they don't have lettuce and tomato on his burgers because he doesn't like that. But I've always enjoyed lettuce, tomato, the veggies, all that stuff. Yeah. So. As long yeah, as they give balance, balance to the meat and the salt and everything. Right. I'm, now re- I'm really hungry now. Come on. <laughs> you asked. I had to answer. But yeah, I'm I'm good. Yeah. I'm, so far, I'm good. As long as Gina's cooking, I'm eating and I'm good. Has it been easy or has it been difficult? Um. Well, along the same lines, as long as Gina... Are you talking about the, just specifically the, the dietary aspect? dietary yes yeah as long as she's she is she's my wife is amazing i have to say that Mm. she uh she works full time and then she'll come home and she'll make meals and we come home and i eat the meals and yeah it's 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 been easy because she makes it easy because there's always something to eat for dinner Mm -hmm. i don't eat breakfast anyway i just drink coffee no that's not healthy though (laughs) Well, it depends on what line of thought you're from, because you know you have these all these uh uh, what is this uh the new fasting diets and all this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like a eighteen six, you know, if you don't eat for, or is it sixteen eight? Yeah, sixteen eight. You don't eat for sixteen hours, only eat for eight hours. It makes it a lot easier for that. But, and that's another thing is, I have found throughout my life I've, I've always looked for the magic pill of weight loss because mm-hmm. i've been big most of my life i've been over 300 pounds since probably i was 20 uh probably at least 25 years old mm-hmm. my mother was also a large woman uh our family on her side were large people so mm-hmm. most of my life and her life and my ancestors life were big people but uh here lately it's just been uh <laughs> i forgot where i was going what was the question 
I don't remember <laughs> That but, has it been easy or difficult? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Changing yeah. So the diet. My wife made it easy because I would come home for lunch, and she usually has something prepared for lunch, whether it's you know black bean tacos or mm-hmm. some sort of salad. She makes salad with all sorts of beans and veggies, and I enjoy eating it all. So I and, and you know a lot of it depends on what's it's flavored with the the sauces, the salts, the peppers. All that type of stuff. So she has made my dietary part, the eating part of my diet, easy. That sounds good, actually. All the tacos and everything, I want to eat them all. But this is now hunger talking, it's not good. Uh, You also changed your career. You already said that you're in Walmart. You were driving truck earlier, if I understood. And now you're a personal shopper in Walmart. How did you come into that decision? Um, well, if you want to go into my... When you talked about paragons of change, I thought I was going to just mm-hmm. be talking about my coin collection because that's what we call change here in America. Uh, yeah, I know, but I don't know. I didn't know if everyone <laughs> has coin collections. You don't want to talk about my, own, my wooden nickels? <laughs> no, you, can, you can talk a bit if you want. My wheat pennies and my... Uh, uh, my quarters there for a while they were having quarters from every state with a different uh backside it was always george washington on the front something different on the back for every state i actually have all the special two euro coins i think that has been printed in finland i used to collect when the when they brought the euro into europe and european union i used to collect all the two euro coins from every country (laughs) but then i gave up because they became, um, they began doing these special prints in every country, and I thought that this is crazy. It's but too hard I to have keep some up. Rare ones, yeah. I didn't even realize until we uh, here in America they were making. Uh, oh, I feel bad now. Uh, it was the Sacagawea, I believe. Golden it was like a golden. It was a dollar, but it was a gold mm-hmm. dollar. I don't know how much gold was in it. Probably not much, but. It was a dollar coin because we don't have coins for dollars. We have, you know, paper that are dollars. But yeah. it's like, if you want this dollar coin, here you go, Sacagawea. And I, I believe that's the person. I could be terribly wrong. But I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to collect all of them. And when I was young, I was like, oh, I'm, I was collecting like francs and all these other foreign uh, monies to me that when, mm-hmm. when I was young and. But yeah, that's uh, that's not what you meant when paragons of change. Uh, no, but, no, I didn't. No. But, but <laughs> if, if you feel like you're, you're not into kind of change. <laughs> you're not into pennies and nickels. <laughs> no, not really. More into euro. Okay. But when when you think of it, you have one dollar in paper. We have two euro in coin. So the, that small coin is more valuable than the. Three paper, about same yeah. price as two, three paper you have. Well, that makes interesting. sense. That makes sense. Paper is paper. I mean, how much is paper worth? <laughs> yeah, a coin that, is... That's true. Um, but uh, when I think about my the change that occurred for me uh, mm-hmm. phys- physically and or mentally, uh, the most change came and why I made the change, especially in my career, was... Well, there's, it's a two-fold thing, mm-hmm. and uh, not to get too far into it, but uh, 
last year, April of 2019, my mother passed away. She died. Mm-hmm. My condolences. And of course, to have that happen in any person's life that is close to the mother, that's just like a a bone jarring. That's a rattling thing that can happen to anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was, I was, my mom was everything to me growing up. You know, for mm-hmm. and so when she passed away, that it was. It's it's hard, you know, there's no description of it. Like when you're used to this person that is the foundation of your life, they've been there since you were born, they've supported you, Mm -hmm. they've helped you, it's always someone you can count on. When all Mm -hmm. else fails, you can count on your mom. Then your mom is gone. Mm -hmm. And that's just like ripping everything out from under you, ripping your heart out. Uh, Especially, uh, you know, I know there's people that don't have good relationships but i'm talking about in my case in a lot Mm. of scenarios your mom is everything to you right yeah so she passed away in april of 2019 well i grieved i cried i mean i did the i i thought i grieved normally and all these things what what is grieving normally i don't know but april of 2020 a month after the pandemic is going on, especially here in the States, mm-hmm. it's her one year anniversary of her death. I didn't realize it would hit me that hard. I'm like, man, it's been a year since my mom died. And mm-hmm. then on top of that, a couple months later, I go to the doctor for my, uh, I was a truck driver. And so yeah. I've, been, I've been truck driving since 2007. So at this point, uh, 2007, 13 years. I've been truck driving mm-hmm. for 13 years. The doctor says, basically, <laughs> he basically says, you're fat, you're out, you're in bad shape, you need to get your life together, you need to get off that truck, it's killing you. My mm-hmm. blood pressure was high. He says, you need to change, I mean, and in general, yes, truck driving is terrible for you. You sit all day. Most truck drivers if you're a smoker, they smoke all day. If you're mm-hmm. a snacker, you snack all day. You drink soda pops yeah. all day or coffee just to stay awake. Back what in the else 80- can you do in the cabin? Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the 80s, apparently methamphetamines, but I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> alive then. But they really <laughs> <it's> made cool. <laughs> they, they, they made those runs uh, happen real quick. But uh, so my, on top of my mother passing away, then the doctor saying, hey, look, this is going on with your health. I realized it was time for a change. Hmm. Uh, but the physical part of the change has been easier than the mental part of the change. Hmm. So physically I was like, okay, I need to get, I need to lose weight. I need to get my blood pressure down, et cetera, just for my own health so that I can continue to be there for my family. Yeah. And, uh, so I called my boss that day and mm-hmm. I said, um, the doctor says he couldn't here in America, they, they give you like a three month pass. Like, okay, your blood pressure is not at this point. We can renew your, uh, certificate for driving truck for three months. But at, at those three months, if you don't meet it, then you fail and you have to basically start from the beginning, which is a pain because there's all sorts of tests and all the stuff you have to do. Mm-hmm. So I told my boss, I said, the doctor basically said, the truck's killing me. I need to go off of it. It's unhealthy. 
and I need to I need to be healthy for my family so that I'm not dead in 20 years. I mean, I don't want the doctor was like, you might live to your 60, <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. all righty then. He was <laughs> might might live to your 60. He might live. I, he was a, he was very talkative, uh, probably more so than most doctors, but still, I I took his words to heart. Mm-hmm. And so I I uh, quit my job and I told my boss and I was like I gotta quit I gotta find me something else I gotta get my health together. Mm-hmm. But really behind it all is mental health because yeah. my mental health is like if you if you're in proper mental health it's like I can you have self control I I know I don't need mm-hmm. to eat this much I don't know I don't need to drink this much I know. I need to do this and that physically, you know, exercise, all that stuff. And I have never done that. I've just, just kind of like, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a weak willed person. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen you dance in your Instagram. It's I, quite do, cool, actually. I do love to uh, cut a rug, to dance a jig. You know, I, I love dancing and my whole life. Actually, I've been very physical growing up. I was super into basketball, football, mm-hmm baseball mm-hmm. i loved physical sports i love being active but uh, of course i got married and a lot of that cut off because you know once you get married your priorities change you're not just hanging out with yeah. your buddies playing sports but yeah. i've always been pretty uh, athletic growing up volleyball i mean i just love it all golf i do mm-hmm. i play pretty much any sport and i i enjoy it tremendously but, i'm the same yeah but it's been a while since I've done any of that just because, Same. you know, once you start working and life takes over and responsibilities and this and that. Exactly. Things change. So I've slowly gained weight and I got up to 365, 365 pounds. I don't know how that translates into the metric about system. About half of that. Okay. 150. 0.454 if I remember right. So, uh, which is super unhealthy, bad for mm. your heart, bad for everything. Yeah. So basically I called my boss and I talked to my wife and I said, look, I've got to, I've got to switch jobs because as long as I'm truck driving, even if I, here in America, if they, if the doctor says you failed, they still give you three months to get yourself in order. And I was like, even in those three months, if I continue truck driving, nothing's going to change because while I'm truck driving, mm-hmm. I'm still going to be eating and drinking. Mm-hmm. So I just quit. I just quit my job. And I was like, I, you know, I appreciate the job, but I cannot do this for health reasons. And my boss was very understanding. Mm-hmm. And so I quit. And so I told my, my, my plan was I was just going to like super get myself on a strict diet, start exercising, and I was doing that, and of course, my we had started the plant-based diet a couple months before that. So I was mm-hmm. already doing pretty good with my diet, but physically, I wasn't doing a whole lot. But mm-hmm. then, like, <laughs> what I really was looking forward to was having some time off of work, because as a truck driver, you work you know, 60 to 80 hours a week. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. But then Walmart That's calls. Quite, quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Walmart calls, and they're like, hey. Uh, you turn in an application. We we'd like to hire you. This is during the pandemic when everybody's calling in sick. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, 
So two weeks after I quit my first job, Walmart calls me and they hire me for this personal shopper, which actually is a good thing because uh, Bubba told me, he says uh, most Walmart employees, if they walk on the floor, he said they average about seven miles a day of walking. That's good. Which is more than I've ever done ever. Mm. And I was like, okay. So once I started personal shopping, it's true. I was um, seven miles is probably the minimum. I'm doing like seven to nine <laughs> miles a day walking. That's great. You know, over an eight hour process, but still that's more than I've ever done. Just sitting in my truck, yeah. you know, hauling stuff from one place to another. Mm-hmm. So that's the physical side of it. Like I've, I've started dieting a plant-based diet. I'm walking every day now, but the mental side is really where it's the toughest because you know, your mental state is developed at an early age. Uh-huh. And I realized that through talks with Jerry, Jerry's, you know, my co-host of Board Game uh-huh. Snobs. But he's also a much more deeper thinker than I am. And uh, he probably would have been better for this podcast. But <laughs> uh I don't like to think deeply. I'm just, I'm a pretty basic person. I just want to do my thing and be happy and go on about my way. But Jerry like dissects everything. And he, one time I was having a particularly difficult time. And of course it was after my mother passed away and he Mm -hmm. was dissecting me. I think he thinks he's a psychiatrist of some sort, but. Yeah, it seems like that (laughs) from the podcast at least. And so, like, uh, we're going into how my father treated me. And my father is a Hispanic man. We're, he's from Santiago, Chile. Mm-hmm. He had a rough upbringing himself. Uh, and, you know, when you're growing up during the 80s and 90s especially, I found that <laughs> discipline during the 80s and 90s, you know, when you receive spankings and whoopings and all that stuff, it, it would probably be considered abuse these days. Yes, but, exactly. But we just didn't think of it like that back then. But mm-hmm. I, but my dad, I mean, I, it's not that I don't love my father. I love my father uh, tremendously. But he was a rough man. He was a rough man. And he, you know, he was the guy that just brought home the check. He worked a lot. And I, as I've gotten older, I really respect how much he worked. Like, he mm-hmm. would work many 16-hour days just to be able to pay the bills and to enable my mother to stay home with us and take care of us. But Mm -hmm. he also had a rough upbringing himself. And so when it came to discipline, he was pretty stern in his discipline with me and my brother. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that affected me because I've, I've always kind of had pretty low self-esteem and of anything I do, I'm always unsure of, and I have Mm -hmm. anxiety issues Mita, you haven't said uh, Mita. <laughs> That's the name of your podcast, Mita Peloton, which doesn't translate. Huh? Mita Peloton. It's Finnish. Is that is that what is played? I looked at the translation. It's what is played, at least on yes. Google. Or what is being played. It has a few meanings. What That's why I is it. being It's a passive played. ending. <laughs> what it can also be used played? as a question that what should we play? That's where it came from originally. I got Because you. I was annoying my wife at the time when <laughs> I came up with the name. I was asking Mita Pelata, Mita Pelata. And I was annoying her to play with me. And then I thought that this is the perfect name for the podcast. 
That's what, what it's stuck from. Play that got you. So uh, yeah, you just really got me rattling on. You've only asked a few questions. I just making sure no, I'm not no. overstepping you anywhere. No, no, you're replying. I mean, you're answering what I was waiting for you to answer <laughs> about, and it, it's good. It's good. So no worries. Uh, it's you're a, doing you're doing better than you think you are. Doing. <laughs> don't don't worry. That's good. I have zero self-esteem, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, but you're doing better than you thought that you are doing. I think, but it's, uh, it's really good. Uh, but apparently, you know how your parents treat you when you're young, specifically for me, my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, when uh, I was growing up in the '80s and '90s, spankings, whoopings—you know, getting hit with the belt, uh, anything—you know, any project he did. And again, my father had a super rough upbringing in Chile. He was yeah. born and raised in Santiago, Chile. Uh, I believe uh, his one of his brothers was murdered. It was just like it's all kind of craziness. Like literally, my father's life is just craziness. But then he manages to come to America with my mom and has a somewhat normal life. And I'm glad for that. And and I I love my father. But yet he was the disciplinarian. It's like your mom is your saint. Your father's Mm. the disciplinarian. He's the one that, Mm. you know, beats the fire out of you whenever you're acting up. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he would do that. And. There was times when he would just start swinging the belt, and I remember one time the belt buckle hit me. I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, and, you know, slapping and pulling hair and all this type of things. And it's like, back then, it's just like, well, that's just all my friends growing up. We're like, yeah, that's just, yeah. Oh, what did your dad do? Oh, well, he broke out the wooden paddle and started paddling, you know. Ouch. <laughs> There's just the way it was. But, yeah. uh but I think, according to at least Jerry, who has uh, psychoanalyzed me, has said mm-hmm. that has made me uh, like very, I'm trying to think of the terminology, but uh, with authority type figures, my father was my authority type figure and I mm-hmm. fear him now. And uh, not so much now that I'm 43 years old and he's, you know, 73, but. I still love him, but mm-hmm. actually, I do still fear him. He still carries. He's still pretty scary. <laughs> of of course, because you have the memories and everything. Yes, but uh, it's affected me even with like bosses and just people in my life that have you know type A or assertive or aggressive personalities. I fear them, mm-hmm. and I think uh, according to Jerry, who is not a psychiatrist, he just <laughs> reads lots of books apparently. Uh, that is mm-hmm. due to my upbringing and my brothers as well. I have a brother who's older than me, but uh, there's just a lot, you know, a lot of backstory. But if you were to go into Paragons, your the show is called Paragons of Change. Yeah, not coin collecting, but change mm-hmm. as far as uh, what you've done with your life here lately. Mm-hmm. Physically, I've changed. I've lost fifty pounds. I've changed my job mentally is where the it's toughest at you know it's it's hard to change the way your brain operates and my brain i this is something i never ever like even growing up i never thought about stuff i'm a very (laughs) i'm very superficial like i i purposely don't like to think about things 
I don't like. Yeah, but you're do, you're doing that now. I you're am. Curse you said you. that you are not thinking deeply, <laughs> but you are thinking deeply. Curse you, Yanni. You just think you aren't. <laughs> I, and, and, and growing, I Thank didn't you. like to be that way. I I wanted to just you know cut crack jokes, cracking wise and busting chops. That's all I ever wanted to do. Mm. Uh, yeah. And pork and chops or lamb chops. <laughs> bark, ch- any kind of chops you got, I will crack them. <laughs> And even in school, my high school year, I was the class clown, quote unquote, you know, just Mm -hmm. the funny guy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that. uh, Well, I don't feel it's I think it's pretty predominant in psychological, you know, uh, arenas that that's just a defense mechanism. Humor is a defense mechanism. And people used to make fun of me when I was in high school. I had big ears. Yanni, I had big ears. I still have big ears, actually. <laughs> they don't shrink, unfortunately, when you get older. They get quite larger. Your lobes get larger when you get older. <laughs> but you can you can go to cut them in, with the current <laughs> medicine. You said that you're superficial. So why not? Sure. No need, Sounds good. But uh, I had big ears to start with. They're only bigger now, I can only assume. But uh, yeah, uh, humor is a defense mechanism. I just laugh. I remember one time, me and a buddy of mine in high school, it was my senior year, this teacher got on to us because me and my buddy had this thing where we'd go back and forth. It was so stupid. Oh my God, it was so stupid. He would pretend to like do something lame to me like, it was just so stupid. Like he would shoot me. <laughs> so then I would pretend mm. I would like toss a grenade towards. And this is from across the room because the teacher had already separated us. She's like, all right, Gabby, you're <laughs> in the corner. Danny, you're in the other corner. Well, from those two back corners, we were like lobbing grenades and tanks. And then like we had nuclear bombs. And it was all imaginary, but we would be like looking at each other and just firing. It was so ridiculous. Well, one time she says, all right, I'm going to see you two after class. I was like, oh, God. So she sees us after class, and I'm laughing the entire time. The whole time she's getting on to us, I'm Mm -hmm. laughing. I'm smiling, and I'm laughing because that's my defense mechanism. I was just, I didn't, I could only laugh when she was chewing us out, saying she's going to contact our parents. She's going to report us to the principal. I was just laughing. And she said, why are you laughing? It, it upset her. I was like, I don't know. It's just what I do. Mm-hmm. So something in me is wrong. But <laughs> I have all these anxiety issues. Uh, my wife calls it neurosis. Now that I've gotten older, <laughs> I've got neuroses. <laughs> because I get super focused on... The thing for me is I, I want to... I want to make other people happy. And mm-hmm. if that is not working, like if something is wrong, I get neurotic in making it right. Like, what can I do? We need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do this. We need to do that. And I go through mm-hmm. all these scenarios. My wife's like, babe, just don't worry about it. It'll be all right. Just, just calm down. Just relax. But that's a part of how my brain works now. So the Paragons of Change, that's your podcast that you're doing here, and I'm changing my diet, I'm changing my weight, but mentally that's that's the biggest change that I am struggling with because 
I mean, for anybody, how you are as a person is extremely difficult to change. And yeah. that's what I'm trying to do, but it's still, I don't know. I, it, it's, I believe it's always going to be a work in progress. I will never fully change. What do you think, would it help you in any way if you wrote to the wall that you are enough? You're doing fine. Like some people are putting those stickers, like self-motivation stickers. Would it help you? What do you think? If you think all the time that you're not doing. No, no, that doesn't. I I mean, that's great if that works for you. But for me, it's just, no, that doesn't work for me. (laughs) I think it's it's a bit silly, but it might work for some people. Yeah, I mean, there's. Um, if it does, that's great. But from my type of brain category, whatever you want to call it, no, it doesn't work. Is I, and I, you know, I, we kind of discussed this, with Richard. I don't know if we cut it out of our episode or not, but people go on Twitter and they do this type of thing, and it's like they they basically are searching for people to help their. Uh, I guess confidence or whatever. It's like I've had no. a bad day. You know, send me positive vibes. That doesn't yeah. work Get, for me. To me, that's phony. Everything. Yeah. Positive vibes, all this. It's like either you're good or you're not. I'm not good. The only person that can make me good is me. Now, I may yeah. wake up tomorrow and feel better. And tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'm a better person Really, the only person that can make me better is me. And and if someone can make you better, I don't think it comes from a Twitter tweet. It should be someone in person. At least I think it's yes. really ridiculous yes. to ask it online somewhere where you can use 200 characters to <laughs> make someone feel better. Well, it comes from someone who truly knows you, truly cares about you. It's not going to come from... You know, Rando two thirty nine. That's like, hey, sending positive vibes your way. I mean, that's great. I the 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 uh, thought of that is very nice. It's like, oh, there's mm. people that are being positive. They're trying to support each other. That's great. But for that's part of my problem is like, for me, that's insanity. Like that doesn't work for me. What you're doing is fake. It's hypocritical. Not hypocritical, but it's just. It it a bit is. It holds, it holds no weight. It doesn't matter because yeah. I don't know you. You don't know me. You're just saying positive vibes. What does that mean? What does that really mean <laughs> to me? You know, my mother passed away a year and a half ago. How are positive vibes going to help me? They're not. The only thing that's going to help me is me having good, close friends. And I have. we have developed them. Like, we... Mm-hmm. Uh, through board games and media and just uh podcasting i really do appreciate talking to people like talking i I didn't know Mm -hmm. you before this podcast you contacted us i saw you on the facebook group of sporadically board but uh talking to spread you know mike and dan on sporadically board talking to richard Mm -hmm. on you know, mm-hmm. we're not wizards, and then we have them on. It's like you do get to know people, and it's like you do develop friendships. And yeah. and even at that, like we've never met person to person. I, I mm-hmm. don't know you, you don't know me, but you still develop these friendships, and that does help. So if those people are like supporting you, I feel like that does make a difference. But 
you know, rando tweeter 103 sending <laughs> positive vibes my way, that ain't going to do nothing for me. And are they really sending? They can just write <laughs> that I'm sending and not send. But but that's what I'm thinking, that you say, ask someone to send positive vibes. Someone says, I'm sending positive vibes, and they can just be sitting on the toilet, not even <laughs> thinking about it. I <laughs> mean, much. It, it's a bit phony. I, I don't understand. I agree. But now to get get back to your career thing, did you like truck driving? You were you did it for thirteen years. You said, did you like it? What was the best thing about it? I tremendously enjoyed truck driving. A, mm-hmm. I am, I'm in general. I say this about myself, but I'm in general not a social person. So truck driving and it's just me. Like, I don't, you know, while you're driving from one destination to another, you don't have a boss or foreman, a supervisor, whatever you want to call Mm. it, like looking over you. I mean, they could text you on your phone or whatever, but it's just you and the truck. And while I was driving, I could listen to the radio. I listened. That's when I used to listen to podcasts all the time. I I listened to all the podcasts. I knew what was going on. I was constantly in the know because that's all I did was listen to podcasts 12 to 14 hours a day. Uh, <laughs> and it's a, and that's what I, I constantly say. It's like, man, if I could just drive a truck, not 12 to 14 hours a day when you come home, you know, you leave before your family's awake and you come home after your family's nearly tired, mm. that would be great if I could just work eight to five as a truck driver. But that doesn't exist yeah. here in the States. Like, if you're a truck driver, you're just gone all the time. Like, they have a 70-hour limit uh, more depending on if it's, you know, across the states or not, if you're a long haul. It's mm. just they they run you to your max. And that's the thing. It's just, you know, industries, companies, they want their money. So they're going to yeah, run you to you're exhausted and that's, what I hate, I, I wish I could find a job, and that's what I, it would be awesome if, you know, podcasting and editing me and Jerry's podcast, Board Game Snobs, or um, I have another podcast with me and Charday and another friend of mine, Deej, we just talk about movies and stuff, Disagreeable Nerd, mm-hmm. and it's just, we've just kind of gotten back to that here regular, but like, that's work. Like, I would have to do that editing and all that stuff after working, you know, 70 hours a week. But there's some people, it's like their job basically is board games. Yeah. You know, whether it's podcasting or social media or YouTubing. And like, man, I just, I cannot comprehend. To me, that's like a dream job. You want to be a professional yeah. in board game media, if possible. I mean, if you could get paid to do what you do just for fun, oh, man, mm. that would be so amazing. But in real life, it's like Jerry, he's working. Uh, he He's a, like, a, I, don't, I don't know what he is, but he's like a district manager <laughs> of, uh, uh, what do they call it, like nursing and all stuff. You know, they take care of, you know, all the older sick people in the area. Mm. I mean, he works nonstop and he's even on weekends, like he might get called into work. So we don't have any time. Mm. Uh, me, I work 40 plus hours a week at Walmart now. <laughs> and when I get mm. off work, 
I'm physically tired now. It's like I've walked eight hours. I've walked eight miles today. I just want to come home, sit in my chair, and watch TV. It's like yeah. we're very. I'm a very. I, I guess you would say blue collar. I don't know if that translates to Finland. Blue collar worker. Somehow, yeah. It just means you're just a, a manual labor. You know, yeah. and you just work, and you come home, you're tired, you eat dinner, you take a shower, and pretty much go to sleep and wake up the next day. But there's lots of people in board gaming, and people that have expanded their careers, like, I didn't do that. Like, I didn't go to school. Uh, we didn't have the means to go to school, but uh, some people take advantage of grants and all this stuff, and I didn't even do that because I was just stubborn and dumb. And now mm. I'm paying the price. I'm a, Walmart, I'm a Walmart shopper, which I actually enjoy quite a bit for the reasons we've discussed. Uh, you know, I'm losing weight. I like the people I'm working with. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just a simple job. I work eight to five. I come home and I don't think about it anymore. I come home yeah, and I'm I, with my family. I was going to ask that. How about the current job? Do you like it besides losing weight? It uh, might actually be quite interesting. In I, it's it is very interesting dealing with all the people at Walmart that you know they they we we recent recently had a remodel of the store so mm-hmm. it got completely changed around and it's so interesting to me how people get so angry and upset <laughs> that the bread is no longer on aisle three but it's now on aisle sixteen. You know, if that's the worst thing that's ever happened to your life, that the bread is no longer on aisle three, it's on aisle 16, then you've had a pretty good life. You know, don't be so upset about it. But, oh, people get so upset and they're so angry. I'm like, I'm sorry that you get to come into this massive store, spend your money, and pretty much get everything you need. Because Mm. there's people across the world that don't have access to any of this. They're starving. They need medical care. They need food. They need water. But you come into Walmart and bread is no longer on aisle three. It's on aisle 16. And you just go off on me. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy how you see the, you know, the inconsistencies and how people live. But I guess uh, you kind of get used to it once you're, you know, you kind of get numb to how people are in a certain area it's like oh that's just how they are in southeastern oklahoma northeast texas but mm. you know when the, they come into shop they want to buy some bread i'm like oh it's on aisle 16 now oh my god i had one lady curse me <laughs> why because of the bread well hamburger helper do you have hamburger helper where you're at no, I have no idea what that is. It's a noodle-based food, and it just comes in a box. It's like macaroni and cheese. But How does it help hamburgers? <laughs> <laughs> does it taste like one? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's called a hamburger helper because you basically can use hamburger meat uh and you warm it up, you cook your hamburger meat, and then you toss it in any of these numerous boxes of Hamburger Helper, and they have a noodle <laughs> and a sauce that reflects mm-hmm. a certain flavor, whether it's Italian or Mexican or mm-hmm. Asian, and they just basically provide a variety of flavors to your hamburger meat, mm-hmm. also with noodles. 
Well, she didn't know where the hamburger helper was now. And every day we went into Walmart, like they would change it overnight. So at five o'clock, I get off. Overnight, they move the stuff around because they're trying to unify all the Walmarts into having the same setup. Mm-hmm. And she came in. She's like, where's your hamburger helper? I was like, uh, I don't know. It was over here yesterday, but it's not there now. And she just went off. She went off on me. How the F don't you know where the F and hamburger help? I'm like, really, ma'am? Hamburger <laughs> helper is the worst tragedy you've ever had in your life. You know, mm-hmm. there's lots of bad things that can happen, but not knowing where your hamburger helper is worth dropping F-bombs on this poor employee of Walmart that probably makes less than most people you know. But, you know, right. whatever. You do you, lady. And it's just... You could you could have said that there's a McDonald's around the corner. <laughs> they, can, they can help you. If you want your cheesy macaroni hamburger helper, there's a McDonald's <laughs> just around the corner. Please go there. But uh, that's just the way it is. You know, people are just, they're completely out of touch with priorities and how things should be. And I try to just roll with the punches now. Yeah, that's the world nowadays. People's own small problems are bigger than anyone else's who they don't know, especially. Exactly. Um, Can you listen to podcasts while you're in Walmart? Can you use headphones? Um, They tell us no. But I've noticed that many people do. They have like the uh, the wireless earbuds in their ears. Because mm-hmm. during my orientation, yeah, the answer was no. No, no earphones, no earbuds. But in reality, apparently the answer is quite different. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to save up some money to buy me some wireless earbuds so that I can listen to Mita Peloton and uh, <laughs> many other podcasts that I've uh, since truck driving, I've lost touch with. I, I I'm way behind on podcasts. Yeah, you you could use one headpiece. I'm doing that actually. If I'm listening while I'm cooking or something at home, and I need to hear the <clears throat> others in the family, like the wife or the daughter, I'm only having one ear covered and one is open, so I hear. Yeah, that sounds. Uh, if you have one 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 earbud in the ear, then you can hear the customers and if that same lady comes you can suspect the other one in place <laughs> i'm like sorry i can't hear you ma'am continue on <laughs> yeah so how about what do you think about change as a whole i i you know i heard you ask this to several of your other guests and i was thinking of course they all have better answers than me because I have a low self-esteem. No, not, not necessarily. <laughs> no. You, you, no. You have I different have point of view. terrible self-esteem. Um, but change. But you have different point of view. It's good, because you are not thinking deeply. You are. No, no, I am very superficial. <laughs> yes. The base, the, to me, what it boils down to is how you are doing and how you perceive mm-hmm. change. Like, if things are going great, no, change is bad because things are going yeah. great for me. But if your life is sucking and, you know, your job sucks and your family life sucks, change might be good for you. Mm-hmm. So in my personal scenario, change was good for me because I was headed down, as my doctor would say, a path to fatality. 
<laughs> I mean, I was just getting fatter. I was eating and I was drinking myself to just oblivion. And it's just like, okay, you know, you're you're basically replacing your emotions with food and drink. That's what it boils down to. And which I that's what, you know, us as fat people, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna clean that up any. Us as fat people, fat, and it's very well documented. When we're depressed, mm. we eat we eat ice cream. We eat our, you know, I eat whatever I want to eat to to replace the emotions that being sad with myself should be. So mm-hmm. instead of being sad with myself, I'm going to eat this ice cream, eat this brownie, and I'm going to feel better about myself. But I've realized that that's not going to be long-term good for me and my family because my wife, she wants to be with me for a longer time. Charday, mm-hmm. my goddaughter, she wants to be with me for a longer time. We all live together. Mm-hmm. I have a house, you know, me and my wife and my goddaughter. And when we're together, we have a good time. But mm-hmm. if I don't stop, if I didn't stop the path I was headed down, it would be short-lived. Jerry just showed up, by the way, and he's hugging me right now. <laughs> here, Jerry, hold on. Let's see. Jerry, come here. Meet, uh, I would say Mita, but it's Yanni. Yanni wants oh, to see you. The yeah, there's Jerry. <laughs> he has a mask on. That's good. He's got. Did he find Ben? He's got an N95 on. He's all about. Did he find Ben? Did you find Ben? Yes. He found him, he says. Apparently, this okay. is a conversation I'm not aware of. So, About ice cream and <laughs> lo- losing, my, losing mind and such. And I hope you don't end up the same as Bendit. <laughs> yeah, it's a Facebook conversation I'm not familiar with. Yeah, I'm not real good on Facebook. I'm more of an Instagram. Uh... Actually, I'm just an Instagram guy. Jerry's always on Facebook causing stuff. Yeah, but, like Instagram more also currently. I hate Twitter. But no, yeah, Twitter's there. Twitter's a place to go to die, pretty much. Yeah, it should be called Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens there. But yeah, I mean that's uh that's pretty much it. Like but I'm trying to you know, the physical plus the physical change has happened and I'm trying to just change the whole mental aspect. And that's a way more difficult. And people are, especially in board gaming terms, like when you see Instagrams, it's like, oh, playing my games. Oh, it's like everybody appears so happy and they post their stuff. And oh, everything's so great. And I am happy. <laughs> you're not. You're miserable. Uh, you're here. You're here pretending to be on work and you should be at work right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a lot of it is this false you know, facade of being happy and this is board gaming and we're all happy and everything's great. And you know what? Sometimes life sucks and everything sucks and it's good to just have friends that can be with you while you go through that and also bring you out of that. And that's what Jerry did for me. And I've done that for Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Jerry has uh, a wife and two children. I don't have any kids, uh, biological anyway. I have a goddaughter that I take care of. and But other than that, 
What you're taking Papua? You gave me Papua, and now you're taking it back. Have you played it? No. <laughs> Rest my case. Rest my case. What's core space? Is that is that a one player game? Let's see, is it a sink? Is it got a? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. No, no, you leave that here. I just got that yesterday. You played, have you? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Does he do that often? Coming inside, stealing games, and going out. Pretty much since the pandemic, it's like uh, there was one time. And actually, that should be the episode I've yet to edit today and put out. But uh, he came over. We played On Mars again. And then we discussed Heavy Games, which should be out. Let's see. What is today? Today is October 14th. Today is Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, we're going to... He comes. He came over one day and we played On Mars. But no, since the pandemic, he's only been over like twice and that's no. he always comes over with his mask on and all this stuff and it's just like uh, it sucks because he is a healthcare worker so he's around people that have this crap yeah but but it's also actually uh, you should appreciate that he comes with the mask because oh, he's yeah. the one who might have the disease it's really it's really good oh he's yeah doing very very good thing well, and it's, uh, uh, unfortunately for me, me as well, because I am around like people in Walmart. I don't know if you <laughs> people in this area don't think the virus is real. Oh, OK. Do they also think that the earth is flat? Pretty much. Uh, that's okay. the fe- How that's, about vaccines? That's the fe- <laughs> vac- vac- what's a vaccine? How dare you? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's mind boggling to see the uh, the amount of people that come into Walmart and they just don't have their mask on and I'm trying to wear my mask on. And I want to say, I mean, do you just, you just don't care. You just, you just want to kill me. You don't care about your, you know, virus. It's, 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 it's obscene. Cause you know, I pass by hundreds and hundreds of people a day mm. as a personal shopper. I'm going up and down these aisles. Walmart no longer, and they never really did enforce the one-way aisle. So it's just like Walmart's like, yeah, we're good. You know, the Waltons need their billions, so just bring on the consumer. It's just yeah. – I'm jaded, man. I'm jaded I, I'm, to a lot of it. I'm just – it's like I figure I'm going to get it. I hope I don't get it. But if I do get it, I hope I survive it as uh, a lot of people have. And if mm. not, well, that would suck too, but – but you know, at least you're healthier now. So you I'm have, trying to be you're healthier. Not in yes. that much risk as maybe half Not as ago. much as I used to be when I was fifty pounds heavier. Yeah. I was a really fat bastard, just to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's from some movie. Where is that from? Some movie had this fat bastard. Uh, uh, I'm uh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Yeah, Austin yeah, Powers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Austin Powers, yes. That's true. Okay, <laughs> now now I remember, but yeah. Um, do you think you yourself have changed in the process? You actually talked about this quite a lot. But what's the biggest change you've noticed in you yourself? Let's say since your mom passed away, is it too far to remember? No, I 
the big well uh, that's a lot man that's what i'm saying it's just okay then no, since no, the we're good. Again, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> no we're good uh my mother was my foundation my backbone you know it's like when you your parents are alive it's like you just kind of take that for granted Mm-hmm. But when you get older, realize at some point your parents will be gone and these foundations and these people that you relied on to be there no matter what occurred may suddenly no longer be there. Yeah. And my father is still there, but my mother was my emotional, until I met my wife and married her, obviously, because have you ever, is the expression in Finland, you're in Finland, right? Yes. Yeah. Is there a similar expression that you marry your parents and the in the way that like you tend to marry someone that reflects whoever you most admired in your parents? Like for me, yeah. My wife is so much like my mother in the way that she cares for me. She takes care of me. She just has that general attitude of my mother. Mm. And yeah, especially we have that saying. Okay. So for a lot of, and like uh, Gina, my wife, she married her father. And the fact that like her dad, he he worked her whole life and he kind of like come home. I come home. I give her my paycheck. I'm like, you do whatever with it. You know, you pay the bills. My wife takes care of all that. But mm. whatever you need, I try to be there for you. And I feel like that has really happened with me and my life and my wife. She, My wife is very much like my mother. She's very loving. She's very caring. She takes care mm-hmm. of me a lot. But yeah, uh, the change in me, I would say mentally, is I've learned to trust other people. Like growing up, it was basically mm-hmm. like me and my mom. Bam, that was it. Like. No, I had good friends, but they would do stupid crap growing up. They'd go off and get drunk and be dumb and be stupid and mess around with girls. And all. It's like, you know, their lives were chaos. But my mm-hmm. mother was that foundation, that steady foundation. But after I got married, and especially now after my mother's past, it's like I've learned to trust. I've got Jerry. I've got Bubba. I've got my own. My wife should be first in the list, I guess. <laughs> I've got my wife. I've got Jerry. I've got Bubba. I've got Charday. Even my Charday is my goddaughter. I don't know if you've ever uh, listened to her on our podcast or our mini pod sessions, but uh, we've taken her in, and she's like my best friend. She's my wife's best friend. It's just I have a family now. I have a court. Me, mm-hmm. my wife, and Charday, and that's my family. And that you know, that's something that people yearn for in life. No. And like they may have success and money and this and that, but if you don't have close friends and family, it's like you I would feel like what is it all for? If I don't have people I can mm-hmm. rely on, if I don't have people that I can trust in, that I know that I can give my basically my life to and trust them to do what's right with it, then what is life worth living? But that's what I feel now with my wife, Charday, Jerry, Bubba, several others in life. And it's like I've learned to accept I don't have to worry about myself all the time. I can 
let them take care of me. I can let them take on the anxiety that I feel most of the time with everything. It's like, because I have severe anxiety issues and neurosis issues. Mm-hmm. Never diagnosed by a doctor because I'm too scared to go to the doctor, but it's like, mm-hmm. I focus way too hard on things. My wife says, babe, I think you're neurotic. (laughs) It's like, I just, I, it's just weird, random things. I just super focus on them and try to, I, I, it's hard to describe, but, and I'm just rambling. You can cut most of this out if you need to, (laughs) but it's just, I, I, for me, it's the mental aspect is of, um, the the bigger mental aspect of it is rely allowing yourself to rely on others to help you that's actually very well said how about in the future what do you expect from the future do you expect to get a job in the board gaming do you expect to make a career in walmart what what do you expect from the future? Or do you expect that your fans only account with millions <laughs> of followers and you'll make a living with that now that you're I losing weight? I expect my OnlyFans account will take over and that uh, between me and Jerry's feet and, uh, you know, whatever else, we'll make enough money. Uh, or Armageddon will take place and none of it will really matter. I mean, I just, I honestly, I I don't think that far ahead. And that's probably part mm-hmm. of my problem is that I don't. And I just, I don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a deep thinker. I don't think that far ahead. No. So I just, right now I'm working at Walmart. Things are going good. I hope they stay that way. If I have bosses that don't suck, I hope I can stay at Walmart. And I, I want to maintain my uh, commercial driver's license because it's always nice to have a backup plan. But yeah, I don't want to go back to waking up at four o'clock in the morning and coming home at seven o'clock at night, or let's see, will it be in your terms, seventeen hundred, eight, nineteen hundred at night? <laughs> it's just uh, you know a fourteen-hour day. I enjoy waking up, drinking a cup of coffee, going into work at eight o'clock, coming home at. 1700 hours and just being good you know that enjoying time with my family not having to worry about i need to be in bed by nine o'clock in order to get this amount of hours of sleep so that i'm healthy it's just with walmart i don't have to think about that and it's kind of a simpler life but yet we don't have as much money because my paycheck has literally been cut in half because Mm. i used to work way more than i do now but i'm also much happier than I was when I was working all the time. Yeah, and I guess that your family also likes you being around. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, at least. They love me. (laughs) Yeah, you're so lovable. That's why I thought so. Do you have anything else to add for this discussion? Did you remember to say everything (laughs) that you wanted? I mean, is it enough already? I doubt it. I, I mean... Uh, you know, it's been, it's been very interesting and nice. I I never expected in podcasting, I expected people to listen to, not expected. I was hoping Hmm. people would come to listen to us like, oh, hey, we finally, you 
highly entertaining. We find the board game snobs entertaining. But mm-hmm. I never really expected to make friends like we have. Uh, the, mm-hmm. To start off with, Dan Hughes of Sporadically Bored. Like, he was listening no, to no, us. No, 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 <laughs> don't say his name. One more time and he's, he'll be summoned. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> like Beetlejuice, 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 Beetlejuice. Yeah, so, and uh, he'll bring Coral Quest with him. <laughs> and so, force uh, you to open Tabletop Simulator. Yes, uh, or Tabletopia, but uh, probably Tabletop Simulator. But yeah, uh, I think it's in Tabletop Simulator. We have made some very good friends strictly over the internet airwaves of Mike, Dan, Richard, and now you. Like I, you were in a Sporadically Boards Facebook group, and then you messaged no. me. And you, I, I, I honestly, I mean, I hope you don't take offense to this, but I, I didn't know who you were. Nobody knows. Don't Nobody worry. knows. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's I'm, just. Because I, I think I'm not advertising myself enough. And the one thing that I'm doing wrong is that I don't have consistency. Like I, for the last year from last summer to previous summer, I probably had only three episodes. Oh, I've wow. just not had time to record. Well, that's understandable. Now I'm recording too much. I got and then you. Then I probably don't record for a year. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like situational. When I have time to record and something to say, I record. And when I don't, then I don't. Well, I mean that's that's fine. You do you. But you know, I I I saw you in the uh, the Facebook group, and then you messaged me, and I'm like, okay, sure. You know, I'm, and and also for me to record without Jerry, like I am. I'm nervous. I, I'm always nervous and anxious because Jerry is the Jerry always has something to say. He is the yeah. talker. I'm the one with the self confidence issues. So Jerry's mm. just like I mean, he will just talk and talk and talk, and you know whether you're interested or not, he's going to make you listen to what he has to say. But yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> But, no, I, but every time, every time you're a guest somewhere, you're together, yes. and he's doing the talking, and you're doing the laughing, yes. and you have some great jokes there in between. <laughs> I'm more of a sniper. I like to say, I just like to fire yeah. things every every now and then. But uh, Jerry exactly. is. He really is a very smart and deep thinker, and like he, especially when it comes to board gaming, like he breaks them down. He has his thoughts on how they work. And I don't, I'm just more of the guy like, yeah, I didn't like it. Why? I don't know. I just didn't like it. It sucked. That's just like, uh, I, I replayed, (laughs) I played Chronicles of crime. Welcome to red view expansion just today. Mm -hmm. Before we recorded this, this afternoon, this is my day off. Mm Mm-hmm. We played Chronicles of Crime. It's, it's you know, it's that you take your camera and you zap all the QR codes. You're supposed to solve this crime with it. We didn't like mm-hmm. it upon first play. But then they come out with this Welcome to Red View expansion. I was like, oh, it's a Stranger Things vibe. It's the 80s vibe. Maybe it's kind of cool. No, mm-hmm. no, I don't like it. And I, and my thing is, I don't like to give harsh viewpoints until I know for sure. But Jerry's freely gives his harsh viewpoints on anything mm-hmm. but i i'm more uh uh diplomatic diplomatic <laughs> sure i'm more diplomatic i played welcome to red view i played the second scenario 
I can't stand Chronicles of Crime. I've come to, I realize this, you literally just snap a QR code. They tell you who you might can go to talk to next. You go there, you snap that QR code. And it's just, it's almost like a, what was those books where it's like, uh, you you know, you make a decision, you have to follow the decision. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember the book. But anyway, it's just, you're just going from one place to another to another, and you're doing it with your phone, and you're just doing these QR codes. It, it, it was completely, completely exhausting and unenjoyable to me. And I was like, you know what? I don't like this game. In fact, this game irritates me. It makes me angry because there's no game here. I'm just going from mm-hmm. this person to that person to this clue to that clue because they told me to. Mm-hmm. There's not really any figuring out of it to me. Uh, Jerry says that the modern detective game is his favorite of the genre. and yeah, so I'm, It's just a bit long. Is it, <laughs> uh, have you played it? Yeah, I have it on the shelf. We played the first First case, and it took over three hours. We played just a two-player with the wife, and uh, it's really long. <laughs> and you can't really play it if you need to rush. Have you played Chronicles of Crime? No, I okay. should, but I still haven't played it. Well, good. I don't but recommend I want to it, play it. Uh, Jerry likes the modern detective games. I have played the Sherlock Holmes, you know, consulting detective game. Yeah. That That's was cool. super hard. But I enjoyed it, and you had to search through those newspapers. That's yeah, kind that of, was really cool. Yeah, the map and the newspaper. It's it's cool. I, I like that aspect of it. Chronicles of Crime. I just don't get. I just don't get it. But it, yet it's a big hit, and all the reviewers seem to love it. And I keep thinking to myself, and this is my self doubt kicking in. They're better than me. They're smarter than me. They must see something I don't see. And but to on. me, but to me, this game sucks. And it's like, yeah, I don't but know what else as to long say. as you're honest, you can't do wrong. I guess so. as long as you're honest, you are doing it how you should do it. And you said that Terry can dissect the games and think really deeply. And you are superficially thinking like your character seems to be in your opinion, but both are needed. Yeah, Jerry, I mean, it's good that you have the depth and the non-depth like uh, ben Maddox wants to say that he tells how he feels about the game. He's not going deep into the mechanisms, but he's saying how the game feels. That's in a way on a shallow level, but on a different level. It's deep in the uh, mind and the within the uh, person who thinks... I'm getting lost with my thoughts. No, well, <laughs> but, I, that's the way I, I agree. It's like Jerry is the one that can like break down why the game, in his opinion, logically doesn't work. And I'm the mm. one that just says emotionally feeling why I don't like I don't like this game yeah. emotionally. Like I just I go on emotion. I'm an emotional guy. Yeah, but both are needed. It's important. It helps. It helps. Yeah. But it's good that you give two aspects to the game and not only one. Some You say that reviewers know better and they are better, but they don't necessarily do it from many points of view. They might have only the logic point of view that this doesn't work because A happens before B happens and C doesn't happen because A doesn't happen or D doesn't exist in the game. But they should do it in a more... Um, how can I say, more varied way 
there should be you and Cherry together saying something, so that would give two different viewpoints on the game. It doesn't mean that they are better or they are more experienced, that they like chronic Chronicles of Crime. It's their opinion, and your opinion is that it sucks, <laughs> and that is fine. <laughs> yes, agreed. And well, that's what we do. It's like, uh, for some reason, whatever it is, me and Jerry generally do completely agree on all games played. I don't know why. Like, most games that he likes, I don't, or, you know, most games that he likes, I like, and so most games that he don't like, I don't like. There's a game every mm-hmm. now and then that we differ on, but for the general part, I'd say 80% of the time, even though he thinks on a different level than me and I'm more mm-hmm. emotional, we agree on games, and I think that's why we've been able to jive so much on most of the games we've played. Yeah, or maybe you only play good games. That's true as well. Yeah. Especially if you don't accept all the review copies that people <laughs> try to send you. We don't get any review copies, so that's good. We're good. Well, I've got some emails from Instagram. Some kind of a hammer game. I'm not even responding. <laughs> I have better things to do with my time than that. So, we have a top 9 list this time, and can you tell what topic you have chosen and why did you do such a thing, because this was a bit difficult (laughs) topic. I'm sorry, I was unaware that not everyone apparently listens to music or ambient sounds while they uh, play their board games. I chose the top 9 board games that are improved with a soundtrack or musical interludes or ambient sounds uh, while playing them. All right. Um, How did you make your list? Did you rank it according to which one is improved the most or did you rank it according to how much you like the game or how did you rank? Uh, Probably a, this is a cheap answer, but a combination of both. Um, No. Probably the game... I've had to be honest. I'd probably say probably the games I like the most is towards the top. Uh, Mm -hmm. But also my number one is tremendously enhanced by the soundtrack I have chosen. So we'll see. You even picked the soundtracks? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I have. I have some kind. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, and like, it's easy to just choose games that have an IP. You know, like Star yeah. Wars or Marvel. It's like, well, you just play Marvel music to them. That's true. That's true. I've got a a couple of those, but I tried not to do too many of those. Actually, I think I only have, I only have two that are IP related. So like. You know, this is what it is, and this is the soundtrack that went with the movie that goes with that game. So, but actually, I also have only two, no three, three IP related. But okay. I have lots that come come with an app. So. Well, that's good. <laughs> because like uh, th- this was really difficult because I don't listen to music or ambient sounds when playing. But this is in a way a make believe list. So I think this would be enhanced. And some of this I haven't even played, but. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, what, what is your uh, yeah. what is your splendor music 
No music. No music for Splendor. Okay, good. No. Good. Well, then we agree on something. It, it could be the um, theme from the Donald Trump song. Money, <laughs> money, money. Because sure. everyone are playing with the chips anyway. Got you. And that was my number nine. Splendor. <laughs> no, not, not, Splendor. <laughs> no, not really. With, no, not really. With the soundtrack of Herbie Fully Loaded. I understand. Do you have any honorable mentions? I do, actually, now that you say that. Mm-hmm. One of my Which solos, ones? one of my favorite solos, as Jerry's favorite solo, is Coffee Roasters. Mm-hmm. I love to play that. with. It, uh, I use the Pandora app frequently. And mm-hmm. you, there's, you know, you can just type in coffee house music and it will play the music that you, that you hear in many a Starbucks. And, uh, you know, it's just music, usually end up like a uh, singer songwriter type songs, you know, and I, I like to have that playing while I play coffee roasters. No friends theme coming though. No, no friends. No. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a coffee house song. Um, my second one is uh, Anachrony. Mm-hmm. That's a good choice, actually. Um, it's you know it's a future dystopian theme. So I even made a video to this on our Instagram, but I like the Blade Runner twenty forty nine soundtrack to this game, especially Solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just kind of got that. You know, alt '80s vibe, uh, the digital sound of the '80s, and I don't know, just something about Anachrony and the Blade Runner 2049 soundtrack go together for me. It probably shouldn't; they're unrelated, but it works for me. You're really deep into this music thing. <laughs> <laughs> I really, uh, I, I like. I do like setting an atmosphere. I'm into lighting. I'm into the music. I like games to have an atmosphere when we play them. Uh, and generally, if it, I mean, you know, not all games. Don't get me wrong. I don't play music yeah. or sounds for all games, but there's a lot of games that I do. I I actually immediately when I saw this topic, I thought that it would be cool if there was some game that I knew that could be played and. You could listen to this uh, Manovars, Achilles Agony, and Ecstasy in three parts, I think. They have this 30-minute, like, opera version of that song in one CD, one album. And that's really cool, in my opinion, the whole (laughs) part. I would have been unfamiliar. Yeah, it's a heavy rock band. I don't know if you know about them. But they basically tell the story of Achilles in a song format and it has ups and downs and uh, mellow tunes and long uh, silence silent parts and it's it's really well done but it's a 27 minute song i think my uh my achilles often bother me after working uh, all day as a walmart personal shopper because I walk all day, and I often tell my wife and Charday, my Achilles is hurting me, and they just roll their eyes. Yeah, this one is with a capital letter. Also, it continues with agony and ecstasy, so probably that happens with your Achilles. <laughs> First uh, agony, agony, and then no ecstasy. ecstasy. If I could have ecstasy, there'd be a whole different <laughs> feeling. Yeah, yeah, but after it relaxes, you <laughs> have that. In the morning again or something. Anyway, 
should we begin? And the um, kind of habit here has been that you, as a guest, you begin and you can announce the number that we are going in. Oh, okay. So, do your best, Eric Summerer. <laughs> Who? Let's see how it goes. Uh, uh, summoner, sorry. The, the Eric, guy from the... Eric Summoner. He summons yes, all the Erics. Summoner. I yeah. summon all the Erics. Then you got... Yeah. Like... <laughs> or maybe, maybe he's responsible for Dan. You get the guy for uh, Back to the Future that they never used to Eric... Uh, what's his name? He took the place of Michael Keaton. You know who that is? I have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> yeah, I know who Michael. I have. I have no. I know who Michael Keaton is. The Eric no Summoner. Eric the Red. Okay, for my number number nine. Let's see, everybody. Well everybody knows who Eric Summoner is. That's the power of the dice tower. Yeah. My number nine game where I like to have a soundtrack going or a sound theme going. And it's an easy one. It's an easy one. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a good And I play, I often play the Game of Thrones soundtrack. Uh, usually, especially inter- anything to deal with the, uh, the North. The North theme, uh, the Starks, all that stuff. Uh, that's just a moving piece to me. I can't, I don't know exactly what it's called. But it's the you know it's the Stark theme, the North theme. That's a moving piece of music to me. But when we play Game of Thrones, I usually just play the whole soundtrack. You know, it just kind of gets you in the mood for betrayal, getting stabbed in the back, and uh, you're good to go. And it's Jerry's number two game of all time. Used to be his number one, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. A good choice. I think most of your choices will be good, but the game is not that good. It's too long. It's it, a nice game, but it's too it long. It is very, very long. It is to me. It is much better and enhanced by the. Uh, there is a expansion that is the uh, the Mother of Dragons. I think. No, no, I, we have that. We've never played that one. This one is the Feast of, of Crows. Crows. The Feast of Crows. Yeah. It's a. It makes you able to play four player. It's really good, and it really shortens mm-hmm. the game down quite a bit. Okay. Uh, do you have the first edition or the second edition? Uh, we have the second. No. Okay. I've played the second edition. I had it, but I sold mine because it was too long. It It, it is oh. a long game, and it's got a lot of negotiation in it, if you can, where Jerry's trying to convince everybody to attack me. But by, you know, two or three moves in, when Jerry's betrayed everybody, everybody realizes Jerry's the guy to go after. So, you know, it makes it a pretty short game, especially with the Feast of Crows. Yeah. All right. My number nine, I haven't played, but I have wanted to play this for a long time, and this is Escape. But... I've seen it and heard it played, and it comes with a soundtrack. I don't know if you've played it, but this is really a stressful 10-minute game where you roll the dice and try to gather things from the... Uh, this is like Indiana Jones yeah. with a lot of, lot of stress and with this timer. A friend of mine has this, and every, every single expansion that came <laughs> to this game 
but I haven't seen him for two years. He stopped coming to our board game club because he got a new job and he has to concentrate. I mean, he got a proper job as a teacher, so his days goes to that and he moved a bit further away from the where the board game club is held. So I haven't been able to play this. <laughs> I want to play it so bad, but maybe now, one day. I have not played this game, but I do. I have always wanted to play this game due to the Indiana Jones type theme. Yeah. Yes. And I think the app comes with this stressful soundtrack and this yes. is why it's I on like, the list. I like to be stressed in games. <laughs> not in real life. <laughs> yeah. It's totally different thing. My number eight is Vidiculture. Mm-hmm. This is a pretty plain Euro game. It's uh, you know, a, a highly touted worker placement pretty basic in what it does people complain about the visitor cards etc but i like the background theme do you have olive gardens where you live (laughs) definitely no the tree doesn't grow here (laughs) you know that i'm i'm in the eastern finland okay to minus 30 degrees of celsius in the winter it's a and we have two meters of snow a cold climate okay olive trees may not grow where you're at well there's a yeah. uh a, a string or franchise of restaurants where we're here called olive garden and they play this mm-hmm. cheesy typical or uh i guess it would just be yeah what you would call cliche italian music mm-hmm. oftentimes dean martin's in the lead singing volare ooh. Cantare. Exactly. Uh, and so, so on. If you if you just type in Dean Martin and Volare, and this create a radio station on Pandora out of it, while you're playing viticulture, it gives you this little bit of a background music while you're planting your vineyards, producing your wine, fulfilling your uh, destin, you know your uh, fulfillment cards. It's a little background music that is very pleasant to viticulture. My Mm -hmm. number eight. That might actually work. But maybe with food chain magnate. (laughs) It's the restaurant music. No, I don't like food chain magnate. Yeah, and actually when making this list, I asked our game group, the friends, I asked that, do you, (laughs) what kind of games would you use with music? And, and, and. They didn't come up with good ideas. <laughs> I mean, they didn't give me any new ideas, but um, we kind of discussed and we all thought that the more you have to think and focus in the game, the more the music might distract or disturb. And the, in a way, the lighter the game is or the faster the turns are or the less you have to think, the more the music gives to the game. At least that's what we thought. As yeah, I could see that. I could see that. So food chain magnet would suck with the music. Mm. Otherwise, no. Food, ma- food chain magnet just sucks in general, but that's just our opinion. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're just annoyed because you can't eat burgers or pizza. <laughs> is it a soybean burger that I'm not interested? That man, soy is actually good. Not tofu, but soy is good. I like uh, soy. Like min- minced meat replacement for uh, tortillas. <laughs> and we are back to the food again. Come on. <laughs> I really need to go to eat. I'm very hungry. <laughs> yeah, me too. 
My number eight is one of those IP games, and this is Journeys in Middle Earth, and I haven't played this uh-huh, either, uh-huh. <laughs> but I have it. I have it on the shelf, so I will play it. I actually bought this as a solo game. I had um, what was it? Descent earlier, and I played it with the Road to Legend. I don't like one versus many games, and I bought this. I mean, I sold that and replaced it with this because I got this for a good price, and I still haven't played it, and I this totally as a solo game you said in your first pick or wait it was with the anachrony that uh, when solo playing you're using the music and i was thinking that that's actually a good idea that with solo gaming music might be very good because then it doesn't feel so uh, alone how can i say it? <laughs> yeah, alone, alone and pitiful and <laughs> all the other I'm all negative all terms. By myself. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is. I mean, Lord of the Rings is like one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. So no yeah. one can fault you there. Yeah, I I picked War of the Ring, but I used it in a earlier list already. So I try to avoid using the same games in these lists howard so shore are you kidding me Th- that bridge of Kazadum. do you remember the uh man of steel trailer for superman no they i don't when a uh, man of steel came out you know the trailer for the new superman that oh, was probably good lord who knows when that was 2000 mm-hmm. whatever yeah. The music behind it was just haunting, and I was just like, oh, that is so moving. The movie sucked, but the trailer mm. was amazing because the music came from the bridge of Khazad-dum, Khazad. Uh, I'm probably saying that wrong for the Lord of the Rings people. I'm, I'm not a big Lord uh. of the Rings guy, but I love the soundtrack and Howard Shore. Yes. And there's just like a one and a half minute piece of music they use for the soundtrack to the Man of Steel trailer. And it is haunting mm-hmm. and beautiful. And I've always very much respected the uh, Lord of the Rings soundtrack since then. Yeah, the soundtrack, soundtrack by itself is really good. I mean, I was listening to it earlier. I listened to it while I was playing Diablo or other game, World of Warcraft, when I was playing oh. like 15 years ago. And I really like that soundtrack. Yeah, the Lord of the Rings. It's very good, very good. My number seven Announce. is uh, Western Legends, and the music I like to use, or we like to use, as the board game snobs, is anything Ennio Morricone. Basically, the guy that wrote the uh, Good, Bad, and the Ugly soundtrack. You know. Mm. I mean, all of that is just, that's just classic Italian. Oh, you know, they called that spaghetti Western in the day. That's probably yeah. not PC these days, but that's what they called it. And it's mm-hmm. just all that music was just, I mean, it just set the tone for all those movies. And even, yes. I, I remember the bullets. Anytime they fired a gun in those uh, Italian Western games, they sounded different than american yeah. movies <laughs> yeah that's true but uh we played western legends we set that go- to it we're rolling dice and shooting each other and gambling and betting and all the time that's in the background mm. loved it loved it 
And with the dice, you are singing this rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. You have to add, add some rawhide somewhere. Rawhide is in there. Clint Eastwood. I didn't like the game that much because I got screwed by the poker <laughs> thing in one game so so badly. I mean, it I had is, a it's very... one of those games like uh, it's. I can see where you easily could not like it, like something like that happened. But I guess the game that yeah. it was me, Jerry, and Enrique. We only played a three-player game, but the first time Jerry played it was at BGG Con, and he played it with the full count of like six, I think. And everybody mm-hmm. played their character, and he loved it. Then he brought it here, yeah. and I guess. I, I don't know who won, but yeah, it's easy to get into the roles, but I could see where you could easily get, you know, if everybody's kind of against you, you get screwed. Yeah, I mean, I won the game, but I got screwed with the poker because I had a full house in my hand and you can't use five cards from your hand. You have to use two from the table. So I got totally hosed with the <laughs> poker. And I, I mean, I didn't like that the system didn't work. I had great cards in my hand, but I couldn't use them. But you won. So annoying. How can you complain? You uh, won. But the game didn't work <laughs> as I wanted it to work. And also one week later I played Xaya and Xaya was ten times better. So oh I yeah, Xaya is amazing. Yeah, it's because I played them so close to each other and I played them in the wrong order. <laughs> if I played them otherwise I might still have Western Legends, but Xaya felt like it, it replaced the game totally. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, the perfect choice for music i'm going to lose this list so bad now the next one is a game that um <laughs> this is you know <laughs> i have no idea if it works uh, i haven't played this <laughs> i actually received a review copy of this but it took two months to come from usa during covid and now i haven't been able to play this yet and this is fog of lava and I think this would go with Barry White. <laughs> uh-huh. with some atmosphere lighting or something like that. I got you. I mean, you know you know this in kind of um, smooth, uh-huh. sometimes uh-huh. slimy music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna love, baby. Yeah, okay, go on. <laughs> I don't know a whole lot of Barry White songs, but I, Fog of Love yeah, I mean, is a maybe, game I've maybe. always found interesting. I'd like to play it, but I've never seen it. I've never seen a physical copy. I've never, uh, I don't know anything about it other than the theme. And I think it'd be mm. interesting. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I want to try this with music, actually. Maybe not Barry White, but maybe some <laughs> other similar music. But um, I want to get this played. I've seen seen it played. I saw their boots in UK Games Expo, and the, it's so cool that they have these foil balloons and everything heart-shaped there, and they are really putting effort on that. I don't know what's happening to them or what are they doing. Are they going to do anything more with the Hushas project? But, but, but. Who? Yeah. Hushas Projects is the publisher of this comp- oh, game, okay. this Fog of Love. I don't. I don't know much I don't about know what them. they are going to do and what how they are going to advance. Are they going to advance? But I still want to give it a try with music. Agreed. From now on, I've played my games. <laughs> oh, okay. My number six is a game that is uh, near and dear to me. I love this game, but with music, it it just kicks it up a notch. It kicks it up a little bit of a notch. Raiders of the North Sea. 
And I love it with pretty much any music from the Vikings TV show from the History Channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple songs in particular. I think one's called Helvegen. Um, we have many Icelandic, many. We have several Icelandic listeners. And uh, mm-hmm. there's a song called uh, Wardruna. There's a mm-hmm. song called, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if these names are Icelandic. Who knows what they're called. But yeah, I just like playing Raiders of the North Sea with some Viking music in the background. Viking meaning, I guess, Icelandic or whatever. You know, that's kind of a broad term, I guess. There's no Viking land in uh, modern day, so I guess it's uh, Iceland music. Is Finland part of the Viking territories? No, we are not. Um, uh, yeah, partly, but we are not in this Viking culture. Okay. We are our own. We are forest folk with shamanism and everything at that time. Forest one folk? Of the, yeah, okay. we are like shamanistic people during that time. <laughs> I'm trying to find the Viking soundtrack names because you said some names. I want to see if I can uh, tell you what Helvegen is H-E-L-V-E-G-E-N, I believe. Yeah, I don't know if that's a the... I don't know if that's a band or what, but they, yeah, H E L V E G E N. They play several of the songs that we often listen to on the uh, soundtrack. And because you know, in Finland we have to learn Swedish, and Swedish, Norwegian, and Danish are so similar to each other that from some written words it can be understood what they are. So how did you? How do you know English? Is that part of your schooling there or yes. what yeah from third grade when i was in school but nowadays they begin it on the first grade i think so See? we have to learn finnish swedish and english in school See, that's and amazing then we to us because everyone. here in the states it's like nobody <laughs> here in the states no one else matters apparently it's like learn english if you want to you might can take spanish in which you never learn anything you might can take french in which you never never learn anything but it's like the language barrier is just pretty much english and maybe spanish you might could learn in school but it's always mm-hmm. impressive to me that almost every country in europe the people know <laughs> uh at least two or three or more languages. That's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. These songs are in English that I, IMDb is saying from the Vikings. Oh, well, I mean, it's a, it's a, a Viking history show. I guess the History but Channel. If, if it's Hellwagen, it might... Uh, Wagen means way in Swedish, at least, and Hell is that one god... Oh, the, no. Yeah, it was God in the Norse culture, so maybe it's his way. It's his way. Don't mess with him. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's also, let's say, uh, yeah, I guess Wardruna is the name of the band. W-A-R-D-R-U-N-A. Ward Runa. Uh, they're the ones that sing Helvegen. And then uh, that's like one of the main songs of Vikings TV show. It's a Norwegian band from Bergen. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> now totally derailing the conversation. <laughs> <Don't you? laughs> 
Don't get sidetracked. Continue on. You're number six. Yeah, my number six. Um, it's anything Star Wars. I have um, X-Wing or something Star Wars <laughs> written here, depending what you want. If you like X-Wing, then play X-Wing. If you like Armada, then play Armada. If you are able to listen to music while you play Rebellion, then play Rebellion. And anything with Star Wars can be played with Star Wars soundtracks. And just up to whatever game you want to or can play with music. Personally, Rebellion is my favorite, but I'm not sure if I could play it with music. It would have to be X-Wing, because that's the lightest. And it might be interesting to have some space fight music and shoot yeah. each other. I will have to say uh, that is also on my list, up a little bit higher. Don't spoil. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, very good choice. Very good. Well, that's what I was saying with IP, uh, you know, ter- uh, whatever they call it, IP territories, games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty easy. It's like you choose the game, you choose whatever movie it goes with, and soundtrack, you're good to go. Yeah, yeah same same with Lord of the Rings. I mean, these are like obvious choices. That's why they are so low also. Yeah. All right. Remember to announce this time. You skipped announcing a few times. What is it? What I you, do? You forgot to be Eric Summerer for two numbers at least. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not used to being Eric Summerer. Yeah, number no, you, no, you five. I thought I said number six last time. Number five. And you're doing it quite well. My number five is Lords of Vegas. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with this game? Yes, but I haven't played it because no one that I know owns the game. Now they made the reprint, but it was ridiculous to make it in Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for retail. Okay. Lords of Vegas is one of the best games ever mm-hmm. it's got gambling it's got negotiation it's got straight up dice rolling where you can like roll your dice and take over other people's territory depending on what dice you roll rolling, but it's all set rolling, rolling. <laughs> well as opposed to rawhide it's uh-huh. all set in las vegas no. so if you watch any of the old oceans 11 movies mm. they were set in las vegas with frank sinatra yeah the Brat That's Pack, Frank, Dean Martin, uh, oh, I forget the other guy, Sammy Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. So we like to play Lords of Vegas while Frank Sinatra is crooning in the background, giving us the illusion that he's uh, singing to us while we're making bets in our independent casinos. That's Number five, Lords of Vegas. Nothing to say. Perfect choice. Of course. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is why you chose the list, because I have no chance. <laughs> I chose the list. I have the numbers now. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, my number five is Unlock, and whichever you think you want to play, because there are so many different of these missions. They have some kind of background sounds in the app. A few of them have been annoying that because we are playing usually <laughs> after the daughter sleeps, we are playing two player and we have the app on. We don't have the music very high, but with the low music, some are very good. They have very good ambience in the 
app, but some have been uh, like if they wanted to wanted it to be scary, there have been some screams and such, and that hasn't been very very welcome at the late hour. But otherwise, unlock almost all of them have a good ambience. You shouldn't play it muted. You should have a bit of volume with the game. Interesting choice. Unlock. Sometimes there's screams. That's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but usually all the ambience it has is suitable for the mission or the task that you're trying to do or the puzzle you're trying to solve. And there are so what many, is, I what can't is, pick just what, one of them. Well, I, I've played several unlock games. They're too much for me. They're too smart for me. I'm usually, I just give up. What is your favorite unlock? Do you have one? Is there one that just like, bam, like, oh, we really enjoyed this one. Uh, we have them in boxes of three here because we are not silly and sell them in packs of one mission. <laughs> oh, uh, capitalism. I'll check which one I've rated highest, but it doesn't say. I think the um, which one? Uh, Expedition Challenger I've liked, but 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 I think the, if if you go by the boxes, I liked the one with the Oz the most is it secret no it's not secret heroic adventures i think yeah there's the alice in wonderland that was the most varied the new one with the um, let me see that was the sherlock holmes not sherlock holmes yeah sherlock holmes in person of white rabbit and insert coin that set was the best in my opinion so far i haven't played epic or the star wars yet but Okay. Yeah. This one is the yeah, second. Yeah, we first, played. Uh, me and my family, we played. Uh, the one with the clown. That's like one of the first ones, and mm-hmm. then we played like the opening scenario. I think you're on a train or something, and uh, it just didn't work for us. It didn't work, but I, I like the idea. I like the thought of those games, but. Just kind of like Chronicles of Crime. It just didn't work for us. Uh, but although I. Oh, like them way more than Chronicles of Crime. Yeah. The clown is in three, actually. I think it has three. Yeah, three already. Hmm. That's like the only one that has more than one. This. Okay. Part. But uh, the SK, this unlock was a bit getting stale in the beginning, but they made so many renewals that the new boxes are actually better than the first boxes, in my, in my opinion. It's the opposite for exits. Exits were really good in the beginning, and now they are getting boring. Hmm. Yeah, I could see it where they it seems like they would kind of find their groove, but that's interesting. They go two different routes. Yeah. My number four. Have you ever heard of a designer called Reiner Kinesia? No. Hmm. Well, you might find him in uh, certain board game circles. He's designed a game or two. Ah, not more than two. No, no more than two. Is he the same Knizia as the one doctor of mathematics or something living in Germany? Maximum. Mm, I don't know. Don't, I'm not familiar with that. Ah, okay. Maximum three or four. My number four is high society. Good choice. It's a bidding game. It's an auction game. It's just a wild auction game. You're trying to outbid each other, gain points. But also at the same time, if you're too broke at the end, you lose automatically. You're out of the game. 
But while this is playing, I also like to have playing in the background some ragtime swing music. Mm-hmm. That's music from the, uh, well, I guess anywhere from the 20s to the 40s. But uh, are you familiar with ragtime swing music? Not with the term, but I'm almost, I almost know what you mean if you say 20s Okay. <laughs> Just, you know, the people where they're dancing real fast with their feet and swinging each other around and twirling and yeah. twisting and, yeah, swing music. Uh I'm trying to think of some bands. There were some bands that were popular in the 90s, strangely enough. Uh, you ever heard of the Squirrel Nut Zippers? Sounds like not a band. No. <laughs> Sounds not, like a pair of trousers for squirrels. Yeah, but uh, not, not zipper doesn't seem very safe. No, no, it sounds very painful. Yes, but exactly. this band, uh, they produced music in the 90s that was uh, reminiscent of music from that era, mm-hmm. like uh, just big band style, Artie Shaw type music. Uh, I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's probably, it might be pretty much American style that you're not familiar with, but Music from the 30s and 40s that had a, a high tempo and people danced to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, high society swing music. My number four. This is a good game. It could have gone with um, some kind of high class renaissance music also. Some violin tunes or something. Classical music. Well, I was going to go that route, but that's going to be my number three. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. My my number four is Space Alert, and this I've played, and it's the same as with Escape. This is a bit longer game, but this also has this tension music coming from the app, and then it has this radio silence things and everything. You just follow what the app says, and I think it's well made because it raises tension and causes panic at some points. Space Alert. I've always wanted to play that game, never played it. Yeah, I I have it. I haven't played it for a very long time, but I still remember how stressful it was. <laughs> and it's a bit I longer like than stressed. It's a, it's amazing to me when a board game can cause you stress. I just like that fact that a <laughs> game can cause you stress and tension. I, I like that in a game. It's weird. I don't like stress in real life, but yeah. I like stress in games. Yeah, it's safer. In games. <laughs> All right. My number three. Speaking of what you just said, another Dr. Canisia game, Modern Art, mm-hmm. but this time with classical music. I like, we like playing Modern Art, bidding on these various uh, artistic paintings, but all the while having classical music playing in the background and there's a particular artist or composer that we listen to vivaldi that's it mm-hmm. vivaldi it's the one it's like in all the movies you know are you listening to the four seasons yes all no. of the four seasons no while we play modern art it just seems to go hand in hand we sip our tea with our pinkies out, eat a few crackers, and we're good to go. No, good choice. Good choice, good choice, especially the music. 
My number three is Mysterium, and this goes with any kind of haunted house music. Any kind of ambient sounds from some kind of haunted house or some kind of eerie music. I don't have any specific <laughs> picked because I didn't try it with music, but I think this would go very well. Even when you're sitting at the table and just like spending an evening maybe with that tea, although this has some time that you have to follow. Yeah. But I think anything eerie would work with this, or some kind of ambient sounds. Yeah. It, it doesn't uh, need to be scary because this is not a scary game, but just to give a bit more theme to the game. Well, I thought the same thing. I, I thought of Deception in Hong Kong of being on my list, mm-hmm. and... Uh, but I was trying to think of what music I would play, but Mysterium actually works better in this list because of the uh, theme of it, and it would work better with that particular type of ambient sounds. Hmm. Deception might need to have some, I don't know, what's it in English? Is it Law and Order? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I've, I've never played any music with that one because hmm. it's like, uh, I don't know what goes with Deception in Hong Kong, but Just yeah, Mysterium, that's a good one. Yeah, or some 24, titty, titty, titty. <laughs> um, my number two is one you previously mentioned, but I have specifically Star Wars X-Wing. Mm-hmm. And like you said, pretty much any Star Wars game, it's easy to just play some Star Wars music. But I love Star Wars X-Wing, even though now it's been... Oh, good Lord. It's been a few years since I've played the freaking game. (laughs) But uh, I love this game. It's die rolling. You're shooting each other. You're flying around and just having any sort of that John Williams soundtrack playing in the background just adds to the whole ambiance of pretty much any Star Wars game. Yeah, I agree. But uh, X-Wing just happens to be top of my personal list. First or second edition? Uh, we have only played the first edition. Jerry bought the things for the second edition, but we've never played it. Yeah, I ordered everything that they had in Philibert in the first edition, but I bought them in French because they had minus 75% for everything for the first edition. So I just, (laughs) in the spring, I played it once and then I saw the discount and I thought, (laughs) okay, I need one of each ship that you have. But it's it's ridiculously cheap. Like three euros for a small blister. and mm, That's pretty good. I'm now quite a lot in to the first edition, but I couldn't play it even once because Corona came. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. It <laughs> really sucks. Nice. But yeah, it's a great game. I love X-Wing. Yep. Same here. My number two is Mansions of Madness. I was thinking that I should... Probably use Arkham Horror, but I used it in a previous list, so now we are in Mansions of Madness, and we are using the music from the app. If there was there was some ambient music. I don't own the game, I've played it a few times, but I don't remember if there was ambience. If not, then you can find lots of playlists from... Uh, what was it called? There is this web page online. Something, something dies. Music yeah. dies or something that you can just search by the game. I like Arkham Horror more than Mansions of Madness as a game. And I'm talking about second edition of Arkham Horror. 
So that never would... played, never played that one. Yeah, I think it's quite thematic, and it would really go with the music very well. I think we actually played that five years or something ago. <laughs> we played a six-player game of that, wow. and I think we had the music on the background, and that was quite good. <laughs> okay. Well, we're down to number one, right? Yeah. My number one. And this was the first game. Number one. There. I hope you're happy now. My, uh, this was a game I enjoyed tremendously. And then when I played this soundtrack with it, I enjoyed it even more. Mm-hmm. Letters from Whitechapel. Mm-hmm. With the soundtrack to the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes games in it. Mm-hmm. It just has that certain... It just had that sound to it, like from the 1800s. I don't know how to describe the instruments, the sound, but mm-hmm. whatever it is, it was just perfect for the setting, for the game. It sounded exactly like music from that game, and the tension would build, and when you're hunting for Jack, and he like runs across your path, and you know you're close, and he's just with a few steps ahead of you, oh my goodness. The Sherlock movies uh, with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, uh, I, the first one, I, they're all pretty much the same, but the soundtracks from those accompanied with Letters from Whitechapel, perfection my number one crossing of soundtracks to games that's it letters from Whitechapel. how is this different from scotland yard never played scotland yard so i cannot answer to that how about whitehall mystery oh is it mystery what is it called it's yeah whitehall i i've heard that's very similar but I've only played Letters from Whitechapel, and I think it's a little broader and actually a little tougher to track each other on because the board mm-hmm. is a lot bigger and more open. But I, we've never had a problem with like it being balanced. Uh, sometimes Jack wins, sometimes the cops win. Uh, I, I've I, Whitehall, I think, narrows it down a lot more to just a few, you know, certain areas. Yes, but. Whitechapel, for me, is my favorite so far. I can't say my favorite. It's the only one I've played. But we played the sci-fi version. I forget what it was called. Spectrops. Yes, we played that one. Did not like that one near as much. But uh, I don't know. I'm just partial. I'm partial to Whitechapel. Yeah, I haven't played Whitechapel. That's why I'm asking. I've played the other ones, and I usually don't like them that much. At least I don't yeah, like I, to be, be the one that is running away. Especially <laughs> Inspector Ops. It was, I mean, that game totally froze me when I was trying to run away. I got I got so frozen, I don't like that game anymore. I sold my copy. Well, it's not, a, it's not Jerry's favorite game either, but he always seems to enjoy it when we play it. But he claims it's not one of his favorite games, but he always does choose to be Jack. I'm like, I can't help it. You choose to be the character that has the most tension and anxiety upon him. But, yeah. you know, whatever. I enjoy being the cops and trying to track you down. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I want to try this one day. My pick for number one is my only hope (laughs) to win this list because this game is winning everything it seems for the past two years and this is wingspan and i would really want to play this with ambient um bird sounds but i don't have to i can just go to the 
terrace and play it and listen to the birds. Because we are living in that kind of area that it's possible to do so. Also, yeah. this would be really good to... We have this cottage culture in Finland. It would be very good to go to a cottage and put this on somewhere where there's no wind and play this and listen to the birds and listen to the cows moving somewhere and listen to the wind in the trees. I mean, this is like a perfect game to play with that kind of calming ambience. And I think that would improve this game, especially the thema- thematic part of the game, to a whole new level. I was thinking that they, there are some apps out there that actually are specific to this game that I don't know if you can scan the cards or whatever, but it plays the birds that mm-hmm. are in the game. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think there's some out there. I don't know what they are. I haven't played them, but yeah, I, I agree. Like, uh, I think when we were playing this, there is a Spotify actually has several uh, specific playlists to games. Like Grand Austria Hotel, mm-hmm. I know has a playlist on Spotify. I think Wingspan has a playlist on Spotify. So yeah, Wingspan's a good one. Web page was melodized, by the way. Now I remembered. You can okay. It's a web page. You can just write the, the name of the, I mean, or type the name of the game, and it will search a playlist regarding to that game. You should try it. It might work actually quite well. Mm-hmm. That was the suggested from my friends. That what what you should use, melodize dot something, Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. What do you think of your chances in winning this list? Because we'll have a Small paddle in Instagram. Well, uh, viewing as how you uh, haven't ever listened to your games with music, I would hope that I would come out on top just because I've listened to all mine with this particular music. Know that it does indeed enhance the gameplay, and I would hope that I am, uh, you know, I come out on top over your list. But, you know, this is your podcast. Your listeners may vote (laughs) in favor of you. Uh, biased without uh, objectivity, but you know that's I'll allow it. No, they won't. Did, did you <laughs> did you see how the vote with Richard went in Twitter? No, uh uh-uh. Because you you can't add a photo and a poll to the same tweet. So I first put the photo and then I added tweet and I wrote to the tweet that see the tweet that this is a reply to. And Richard is more popular, so he got most of the votes. No one even looked at the uh, list. I don't believe it was like that. <laughs> the vote. And and all my friends who are voting are writing that Yanni's uh, list is better, but Richard's is more important, so Richard wins. So they're doing oh, on purpose. Well, you shouldn't have that problem with ours, so we're good. Yeah, or maybe I shouldn't have those friends. <laughs> get some new friends there you go <laughs> but they're my gaming buddies i can't <laughs> you're stuck you're stuck with them <laughs> yeah they're good people no, no worries but yeah it sounds um, sounds like it's thank- about midnight there it's uh, 0.38. Wow. So almost 1 a.m. Time for you to go to sleep. Time. Yeah. But uh, anyway, thank you for joining me. And um, it was very 
I can't say fun, but it was very enlightening no. talking with you. Yeah, I agree. Fun, fun is a bit wrong word because you talk quite serious things and <laughs> such, but it was it was really nice to have a chat with you, let's say, that way. I enjoyed it. And very, very interesting things you talked about. And I'm sure that people will also find it fascinating, the things that you told. Um, if I doubt it. <laughs> But now this is longer than Richard's episode. Let's see how much emptiness there is. Because <laughs> from, from the Richard's episode, I also took some emptiness out because there were some pauses. Well, half of it is Richard access. going, um, um, yes, yeah, that that yeah, that I calming, a few of them. the calming arm that he tosses into his mm. chaise. By the way, say mother. Huh? Can you say mother? Mother? Yeah, because do you know how Richard says it? No. He says it so nicely. I'm, I mean, I was listening while editing. I was repeating the mother, mother, mother. mother. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, sounded, it sounded so nice. Mother. Actually, my wife was yesterday listening because she had nothing else to do. She finally listened to my podcast and she said, he's saying, kind of. So nice. <laughs> and I was like, what you Richard, Richard has an amazing voice and accent, uh, unfortunately, yes. that I yes. do not have. So, yeah, he's got that. Yeah. But your voice is not bad either. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's better than you think. Oh, you're flattering me unnecessarily. Especially, especially the singing voice. You've sang a no, few I times. No, I can sing. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Anyway, if people want to find you for some reason... Where can they find you? I don't know why they would, but if they wanted to, they could find us at uh, boardgamesnobs at gmail.com. That's our email. Uh, or search any podcast platform for board game snobs. Me and Jerry have a podcast where we mostly banter about stupidness, uh, movies, and then every now and then board games. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, we are at Board Game Snobs. It's uh, it's pretty much across all platforms. And Gabby in fans only is bald head, bald toes. <laughs> I, I, I have a twenty dollar limit, so yeah, feel free to join. Use code Mitapelot and five for five dollar discount. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> But did I get the name right? It was bald head, bald toes. Yes, yeah. sounds very good. Bald head, bald toes. Yeah. The rest is up to your imagination. Yeah, or listen to the episode with who did you have, Richard? No, <laughs> who knows? Tricky Dick Bart Simpson. That's what we call him. <laughs> yeah, just listen to all of them. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, not sure why you uh, singled me out. A huge mistake on your part. I brought my coin collection. Uh, we didn't discuss it a whole lot, but I uh, hope I didn't bore you too much. No, you didn't. I could have gone on a bit, but not about the coins anymore. <laughs> so, so, so it's time to say bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Thank you for listening. You can find this podcast from SoundCloud, with username mitapelataan. You can also find the podcast from Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Should be in Amazon Podcasts also at some point. And it should be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts. 
You can find me from Instagram and Twitter with username MitaPelataan. There's a page in Facebook, MitaPelata, and you can just search by MitaPelataan and you should find me from many places. I have a blog, mitapelataan.wordpress.com, where you can find information about this channel and all the links to related media. You should be able to find me from YouTube as well by searching mitapelataan. You can send me email to mitapelataan at gmail.com. There's also a guild in BoardGameGeek number 3321. Interact in any way you can, comment anything up to you, but interact with me please. And If you listen this far, please leave a review, subscribe so that people find out about this podcast. And one more time, thank you for listening. And bye-bye. The music used in this series was Nightwalker by Sensant Pulse. Thank you for that. You ready? I'm ready, sir. So we can move on to the top nine. Or did you have anything you wanted to add? No, I think I've said plenty, and probably just talking in circles. <laughs> um, um, if you want something cut, please let me know. No. <laughs> otherwise, I'll, I'll I'll just cut the. Otherwise, I will just cut the breaks, and I will leave everything. Mm. Also, Jerry in the episode. Jerry, you you can leave yeah, Jerry in. He, I love he, Jerry. He's tall, he's tall Papua or something. <laughs> Jerry's one of my best friends. Anything I say about him, leave in. Yeah, yeah. I mean that his speech also I will leave in because your microphone caught a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he loves to be heard. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. He came on purpose. I know. I know. He checked that there is something he can't, in the He can't stand and... the fact that I was on a podcast by myself. He had to come in. <laughs> Whether or not COVID is a thing or not, pandemics be darned, he was going to come in and make himself a part of it. Yeah. And Papua, what kind of a game that is? He could have been more <laughs> convincing. Take some good game. Have you played that game? I have not. No, me neither. I haven't even heard about it. But he could have taken some good games. He could have. He could have, but he didn't. Yeah, he just saw that. Okay, this looks new. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. He's not as cunning as he thinks. No, he's definitely not.